And recording. Hello. Hey, welcome to episode five. Episode five of How Freaking Hard Could It Be? At this point, we've officially launched. We have. And uh, to the public. We are public. We're live on all your platforms, which is why I was so, I got to tell you, I was really anxious uh, about releasing it and launching it. I don't know why. Freaking out. I was he very was self-conscious. Yeah. He was like, what if people don't like the way I talk? Yeah. I, I felt like in the first episode, I was just kind of like, like talking really quietly. Like that's a lot. Like mumbling. I do have a, a yeah. mumbling problem, but I'm trying to not do that as much. Oh my gosh. Let me tell you, you don't. My brother mumbles so much that when I'm on a phone with him, I'm like, I zero clue what you're saying. Zero, that's none. Funny. Absolutely none. Because he's quiet. He's a quiet mumbler, which sure. I feel like is so much worse than having like a, like a, like a voice that you can project and being a mumbler. Yeah, but I really sense. don't feel like you do because you have like radio experience. You're a singer. Like, you know how to like articulate your words and like project. That's fair. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, I do uh, look forward to meeting your brother on this podcast, hopefully. Oh yeah, so, I know. We're going to get him on. We need yeah, to. Well, as long as we he, can understand him so, yeah. on the podcast. I know. I'm I'm, like, as a fellow mumbler, maybe I'll have an easier time understanding him. I don't know. I've never really seen him in like, so for people who don't know, my brother works for Tinder and he's a VP of product for Tinder. So like basically comes up with all their new, and you're thinking, you're th- probably thinking does Tinder have new products? Kind of. <laughs> they just have like different like things, extensions that they do. And so like swipe night and swipe the vote and all oh, this stuff. And so, so he, he's been like a part of that. And anyway, I'll have to say, I've never really seen him in like a work setting. So I don't know if yeah, he's different. So I don't really know if he's different. Like in he, my sister has a podcast and he was on hers and he did mumble a little bit, but I think it was like more of an audio issue. Gotcha. So I'm cautiously optimistic. We'll have to Amazon him one of our fancy $90 microphones. Uh, no. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that he can be on our audio level when we. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So anyway, how's it going? How's how's life been the last couple of weeks? Uh, it's good. I started out um, end of October. Uh, what is it? End of August, early September. Substitute teaching. Um, oh yeah. At the high school that I went to in a photography class, it was like a favor for uh, a friend of mine, uh, Carrie Krupke, who owns Carrie Krupke Photography, and she is a full time teacher. Um, but like was a really important mentor to me early in photography. She's the one who like hired me to shoot the wedding that Jenny and I met at. Um, and like a second shoot, second shot of photography, a wedding for her for the first time ever. Um, and so I've like, I owe her a whole lot of my life, uh, between my marriage and my career. Uh, and she was on maternity leave this, uh, start of the school year. So I filled in for her in a photography class and that's what I was doing the first couple of weeks. It was super fun. The, the kids were really awesome. It was funny. There's kids obviously who like are super stoked about it and like really want to do it. Uh, and then there's kids who are like in the class and maybe didn't even really know what they were signing up for. And there's just like definitely a, a clear divide between the two. And so it's like, <laughs> like entertaining the, the, like keeping the kids engaged who don't really care about it. Uh, mm-hmm. while also trying to go as deep as I can on like manual settings and all this kind of stuff with the kids who are like really getting it. 
uh, it was like a really tough balance to strike. And it gave me so much more respect than I already had for teachers. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. I can't imagine. So that was super fun. I was doing half days. How many people were in the class? Uh, about 20 in each class. I had two classes of about 20 students. Wow. Yeah. It's just like, it's a, it's so much to manage. I don't know how, uh, I was just like exhausted after a half day. Uh, of doing that and I would come home yeah. and try to get caught up on editing or like try to send emails and I was like I'm actually just going to take a nap because that was like that social energy was just totally exhausting to me Colby said this is why I'm not in education yeah, anymore man, I'm, <laughs> it was probably affirming to you you're like I made the right for decision. sure yeah so I'm a <laughs> switching I'm a, over I was an education major in college and I pivoted at the last yeah. second and I uh well I didn't go to grad school right away I started with photography but i realized that i didn't think i could do um like full-time teaching every day and uh, i it was very affirming that that probably would have uh destroyed me pretty quickly so but it was fun and i actually this shout morning out to teachers shout out to teachers for sure this morning i got to go back for the first time in two weeks because she went on a field trip uh and so i was filling in for class while she was doing that and uh yeah once again just very affirming it was fun for the ones that it was fun for and for the other ones i was like oh my gosh, I just need you to like be with me or not at least be against me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Engage in some way. Um, was this the high school that you went to? It was the high school that I went to. So I'm like, Oh my God. Like the assistant principals who used to be like the, uh, guidance counselors while like, I was there. I'm like making eye contact with them in the hallway and they like hundred percent know who I am. A whole bunch of teachers oh who I like don't remember their names are like, Hey Colby, how's it going? And I'm like, you're like, hi. How do you remember these hi. people? Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Another thing that teachers do so well is remember kids that they have. It's been 11 years since I was in high school, uh, since I graduated <laughs> oh high school. Gosh. It's been 15 years since I've had some of these teachers, and they like yeah. immediately recognize me, know my name, can remember the history I have with them, like what classes I took or whatever. Uh, and I'm like, that's literally incredible. It's incredible. How? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Um, I, when I was in high school, I, I went to like a pretty small school, probably not as small as like a school. I don't know. How many kids did you guys have? Uh, my graduating class was 186. No, <laughs> just kidding. I was like, I went to a pretty small high school, 500 people class. Um, because the public schools here is here are like a thousand. Wow. So like, obviously like, uh, yeah. So I went to a private school and I remember, when I, we like had to do that thing. I don't know if you guys did it where it was like, what kind of career are you guys going to have? Like, you know, after you graduate and my homeroom teacher was like, Brie, like, I think you're going to be back here. Like you're going to be back here teaching. And I was like, don't ever send Whoa. me. Again. <laughs> never send me back here <laughs> ever. I know high school was like weird for me. Like it was, it, it, my husband didn't go to my high school. Like he went to another high school. So I was like dating a person that went to another high school, okay. but also like, I don't know, people in my, in my class were like not nice. <laughs> Oh, no. Like, they just weren't. That's sad. And it's so interesting because my parents are, like, best friends with, like, some of, like, the people who I went to school with. And I'm, like, and I, like, was in the same class as their kids. And I'm, like, I literally have no idea. I don't, I've never seen them before in my life. I was just, like, not a popular person in high school. Right. But um, our 10-year reunion is coming up in May. Wow. <laughs> I'm are you going to go? No, there's no way in how I'm going. <laughs> My sister, my sister really wants to go, and I'm yeah. like, no, there's absolutely no way. Oh, no. And she's like, why? Like, you're married. Like, you have a, you know, you have a business. Like, what do you mean? Like, it's like a great time. Like, you have something to be, you know, proud of, right. whatever. And I was like, it's just that, like, I just like, 
No. Yeah. Like, I get terrified even going. I went to dinner last night with my friend, and it was, like, in the city I went to high school in. And I was like, I'm going to run into somebody I know. Right. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want, I don't like, want to revisit that. No, thank you. No one look at me. Yeah, um, I'm the same but, way. But, I mean, I obviously love some teachers and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, like, if I feel like if I went back there, I'd be like, oh, I remember this teacher. Um, but, anyway, shout out to teachers. Did you ever because, do the, like, most likely to or, like, best hair or, or whatever? Like, yeah, I didn't get anything. Oh, no. I didn't get anything. Oh, because you had I a was giant... not popular in high school. Also, yeah, there were 500 yeah, of us. That's your odds are lower. But Ryan got best laugh and best car. He got two of them? Yeah. Dang. How big was his high school? He was a popular guy. From the same, like 400, 500 people. Oh, okay. He was like a popular guy in his school, though. Sure. Must be nice. So, um, but yeah, my husband has like a really interesting laugh. Like when he really like goes for it. (laughs) So um, he got best laugh. And then, yeah, he had like a Camaro in in high school. And so he got best car. Wow. That's fancy. I had a Dodge no, Caliber that I wrecked. <laughs> Wait, is that the one you just got rid of? Uh, no, that was a Durango. Uh, oh, okay. I went out for the Durango. Uh, <laughs> I know. I was like, Colby's not okay. I, Colby just sold his car and he literally was posting about it for like three days straight. I was. I realized that I think yesterday I was like, oh, I promise I'm like, I have more of a personality <laughs> than just this 2005 <laughs> rust bucket SUV. That's not my brand. I should probably not post about it. Cars in general. (laughs) No, I loved it. Well, it was interesting because I literally, when you're posting the pictures, like flashback pictures of you in this car, I literally felt like I was, have you seen that commercial? I think it's a, it must be like a a Honda or like a, no, it's probably like a Ford, probably an American company. Anyway, there's a commercial of like a a guy who started out with like a car when he was 16 and there's like all these memories and he goes to college and then he finds he finally sells it as he's starting a family it's like a really like like emotional commercial and it reminded me of that when you're posting pictures of yourself like as a kid in it yeah oh that's what it felt like we got it literally in 2005 i was 12 years old uh oh my gosh and uh it's been with us that was like before obama was president yeah so yeah george bush was president when we got that car yeah uh, that's nuts w bush of course um yeah but <laughs> we're not that old w. uh yeah and it just like literally i have so many memories in that vehicle. like it's it feels like a companion to me because it's always been there and like yeah. it hasn't all been good but like it's been there for everything good you know uh, what made you want to sell it it uh i'm just driving a lot more now um no, yeah. that I'm doing photography, right? I drive hours and hours every weekend, it seems like, to a wedding, or I drive around town all the time doing real estate photography. And um, it just like, it gets literally like 14 miles to the gallon. Yeah, it's like a gas guzzler, yeah, especially different. with how expensive gas was over the summer. It was probably like 100 bucks for that thing up. Yeah, right. So we weren't like really looking to get rid of it, but then a deal came up that we were like, actually, like, we know the history of this car. We know. It's got low miles. It's like a, it was a cheap price, so we we upgraded. Um, we got a Subaru Outback, which I think has oh yeah, similar. You guys have been wanting to get one. Yeah, I think it's got really similar adventureness to it. Um, yeah, like capability. Uh, I just have to like build a new bond with it, you know. So <laughs> never get between a man and his cars. I swear. Yeah, I just never thought <laughs> I was a car like guy not- until I, it came time to sell this, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> I know. You know, it's really true. Like cars do hold like a lot of sentimental meaning. Yeah. I my family has a suburban that we've had since probably two thousand five. And my dad got the license plate Millers on it. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and yeah. so that's just my maiden name. And so 
like the, he literally, it's been passed like so many people in my family. Like my brother had it when he sort of started having kids. Now my cousin has it and it is just such a like sentimental, yeah. like good car. Yeah. And I can't imagine like my family getting rid of it right. because it does hold so many memories. And so that's, yeah, that's hard. Yeah. It's been, uh, you know, I'm going to make Colby cry on this podcast. All the trips. Colby just starts crying. All the trips. <laughs> So, um okay well <laughs> we're gonna transition to business now that it's been more than 10 minutes and we're just talking about my car thanks cars. for listening to our podcast where we talk photography and about durangos cars and durangos um my business has completely like i feel like transformed in the last like couple of weeks really kelsey left yeah <laughs> sad day um she so i don't know if people know this but kelsey was going to school like the entire time we were uh, working together when i hired her like a badass and so she was going <sighs> like a badass first person in her family to go to college man amazing that is so hard. i know and so so proud of her she graduated in may and then she got married in august um <laughs> It's a whole other. We have did we talk about that on the podcast? I don't think. I we don't did. think we did. No. I think we just talked about it on our Instagram live. But if you guys want to hear the whole story, go watch my Moxie on Monday with Colby because it's really funny. It's a great story of me being her wedding photographer and why uh, or how I tried to break into my. How own he car. got five separate sets of keys now, yeah. and we'll never lose. I one think of them. my my pinky finger like still hurts. Uh, every once in a while, I think I may have broken. That's because you literally gashed it. Yeah, like, I, I, I like I, smashed I, yeah. it with that rock against my car window, and I think I broke it. <laughs> this is an incentive for people to go watch them. <laughs> but anyway, um, so she got married, and then after she got married, she was like looking for jobs, and so she found a job, and so now she's like a community manager at a mental hospital, which is like amazing. amazing. She was majoring in social work, psychology, one of those, and so. Um, and so anyway, so she's working. So now we're Kelsey list and now it's just Aaron and I, um, which wow. has been, we were like preparing for it. So we set up a lot of systems. Like, right. so we could, you know, she could leave, yeah. but that's been like just a hole in my heart yeah. without her. Um, and then we're, we're doing our website for the third time, um, which has been crazy. We're launching our shop in October, which is really exciting. And yeah, I literally, almost, like literally last week started out <laughs> I got called a gaslighter from a, from an ex client. Oh no! It was so fun. It's just like literally crazy to me. People are sometimes so mean. <laughs> our like our like big one of our big foundations at Moxial is to like lead with curiosity, not with conviction. Mm. And I don't really want to go into like the whole thing, but like just like calling someone. I've been called a manipulative bitch. I've been called gaslighter. I've been called like so many names. People in the service in- industry in general, like start treating your service industry people better because True. like it is nuts yeah. how people like take 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 and we'll call you a name and it's just like so seriously so nuts so but obviously whenever i get called anything it's only happened twice three times in three years and whenever that happens obviously it might i'm like maybe i am an manipulative bitch yeah it's <laughs> it sticks with this. you yeah yeah it really does and so especially because if i'm like i mean i'm such a big people pleaser so obviously I, I don't want anyone to walk away from uh our experience feeling like I gaslighted them or right. I'm manipulative or anything. Right. So, um, yeah, it sucked. I was like, I'm sorry. Dang. This sucks. How did you, I, know, like, I responded and said, thank you so much for your feedback. 
<laughs> you have to, right? Like, yeah. Right. Um, okay. In these situations, there's a couple things you can do. And also, I want to say we're releasing a resource on Monday called "What to Say When Shit Gets Awkward," and it's a full breakdown of all email responses that you could possibly think about for when Heck shit yeah. gets awkward, when that. you get when you get fired, if you want to fire somebody, if people are. Um, pushing up against your boundaries, if you need to reset some boundaries, if you need to send out a different proposal because they asked for something that was outside of it, whatever it is, we've pretty much thought of everything that we've that. had to send out. So um, I need it. How do I get it? Yeah, I'm really, um, I can just send it to you. <laughs> how, how can our listeners get it then? Oh, okay. I was like, I can send it to you. Gold. Yeah, I know you'll um, send it's gonna it to our new website. Uh, it's going to be on our new website that's launching on Monday. Nice. Yeah, we're launching kind of a little bit of the shop. We're releasing our first resource within the shop, and that's going to be the first one. Amazing. And then everything else is going to be released in October, which is, like, so ex- – such exciting stuff. We're releasing, like, three separate, like, bundles of um, of really cool, like, graphics that – and, like, um, templates that Aaron has made, ones for, like, more boho. Nice. Um, business owner ones for a more like groovy business owner ones for a more adventurous business owner um and the other ones for a more like simple business owner and so um we're releasing that we're releasing some templates like we have so many things on the pipeline i'm so excited for it um and that's gonna be on our new shop so moxcalmarketing.com that's where you can find it on monday september 26th so by the time you by guys the time this, this goes out it will have yeah. been like a month and a half ago a month yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. so if you haven't gotten it yet Go ahead and get it. Cool. So yeah, when those things happen, there's a couple things you can do. And what I typically do is I read it and I think, is any of this true? What can I learn from this? Mm. Like, if it, it, did I drop the ball on something? Did I not communicate properly? Did I, did I, I don't know, not set you know clear expectations? Like, what can I learn from this that I can move forward with me? Always. After, of course, that's after the initial like. <laughs> Like yeah, blow. after you, after you a like mop up your tears off the floor, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, once I'm like done crying, yeah. um, I think, what can I learn from this? And then I always, I never want to leave a situation feeling like awkward or bad or just hostile, like ever, mm-hmm. even yeah. if it means someone's firing me, even if I mean the money's going to go. And so um, I, I read one time, it said, I think it might have been Chris Jenner. They said, never burn a bridge because you always have to walk back over it. And like most of the time you will always have to walk into a room or industries are small. You'll have to walk into a Mm -hmm. room. You'll know someone that knows them. And I never wanted, I never like ever want to walk into a room, see an ex client and feel awkward or feel like I have to leave. Right. You know, like I just, that is not something I just want to do. And so, um, and also too, the second thing is like, after you kind of acknowledge, okay, you know, what does this mean? What, what, what can I learn from this? The second thing is, how am I going to respond in a way that is true to who I am and the foundation of my, what my business is. Mm -hmm. But also it's really important to know that um, a lot of the time when people are projecting onto you, or calling you a name and most of the time has actually nothing to do with you. This was a question I was going to ask. Is there a point where you, like I met, obviously you read the response first, you get the gut punch. How quickly do you, like try to take a step back and say like what one what does this say two what do they actually mean because maybe they mm-hmm. like maybe this isn't literally true yeah yeah it, well it, it kind of it kind of depends on the, the situation right and the in well i'll talk about one specific situation like a couple of year, uh, a couple of months ago 
it was more, I, I, I knew that she was feeling overwhelmed. I knew that she had just started a business. I knew that she was feeling like she didn't know what to do. And so I, it honestly, like didn't really, the words that people say very seldom am I like, wow, I'm actually, I am that, mm. you know, I take that on yeah. most of the time. I'm like, I just feel bad for them mm-hmm. that they felt like they needed to say that to me. So anyway, I do not receive this kind of. Yeah, but I also like want to be like I don't know, like authentic and be like I actually do really hear you. Sure, you know, like yeah. I really, like I genuinely really hear you. Yeah. Um, and I and I, I always tell people, and this kind of goes to my response. I always say, you know, as a newish business, we will definitely take everything that you just told me and take it with us in the future. Yeah. Like I will. Like I'm never gonna. I'm not gonna be a. I'm not gonna not change or like think about it or whatever. It's gonna carry with me as I continue to go. Right. There's like. <laughs> you know 153 clients there's like seven people that don't like me and i carry them with me every single day and like the mm. lessons i learned from each of them yeah and so um how i how i responded was just like i hear you thank you so much for your feedback thank you for taking the time to communicate this with me i wish you all the best in the future and most of the time i'll like give them something that i didn't like pay for like i'll be mm. like i went ahead and did this for you instead or like i went ahead and you know added this to your drive. So you have it in the future. Like, let me know if you need, have, you know, yeah. have any other thoughts, whatever it is. And then you just, yeah. what I'm hearing is you don't want to work together anymore. And I'm going to give you all the resources you need to be able to do this on your own so that you are made whole, yeah. that I'm not like leaving you out to dry. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it still does suck. Yeah. And yeah. I've been carrying with me all week. I'm like, oh, it's yeah. like a dark cloud. I'm like, and, and of course, like with every single you know, time a client was like, Hey, do you have time for a call? I'm like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Are you going to call me when I feel the pitch too? Oh, no. Um, and so, yeah, it just sticks with me. And it's so hard because I also talked to Aaron. <laughs> Aaron's funny. She's like, when people criticize her, she's like, good. I didn't like them anyway. <laughs> like she's very like, whatever. <laughs> like that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like she really, it really rolls off her back. Right. So what do you do for me, aftercare then to like care for yourself and try to, yeah. Get back to baseline. I just, I don't know. It takes a while. Just like give you, just kind of like give you time. Like just, mm-hmm. you have to give yourself some time. Yeah. So it's kind of like one of the, when you make a mistake, it's, it almost feels like when you, you know, put your, a pan on a, on a stove and you accidentally touch it and you're like, ow. Yeah. It's like, you don't want to touch another pan right away. You know, it's going to take you some time to like learn, okay, that's not hot. Okay. I'm going to, you know, trust myself, trust my instincts sure. again. Right. Um. So I don't know. It just, I take, I just think I'm really, I'm a very sensitive person. And I, I take things very personally because I don't ever assume they're not true. I always assume they are true. And then I will say, okay, what are some, what's some evidence to, for me to see that they're not true? <laughs> I think I'm the opposite. I think I assume that that's not true. And maybe that's, I don't know, maybe that's real cocky of me, but. No, no, no. I mean, like, I wish I had that attitude. I totally do. Yeah. Um, I think that sometimes I'm like, like, I don't know. It comes in phases. It's like grief. It comes in phases. And like, there's a denial phase, just the anger phase. Sure. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, man, that kind of sucks. Yeah. Anyway, but all I have to say, it takes a while for me to trust myself again after things like that. And then um, it will, and then I get like a little bit more confident. And then I'll like put myself out there again and try new ideas. But it does really impact your business. And I want people to know too, like when you are mean to a service provider, like it really does impact them. Like, yeah. I mean, it might not impact everybody, but like for the most of the part, like it does impact people in some way. And so just know that like, you know, the person, when you say something negative, that person's probably never going to think about it again. Yeah. But the person who got the heat is like, oh my gosh. And they'll think about it for a long time. Right. So I always want to think about that too when it comes to like 
working with like waiters, waitresses, mm-hmm. baristas, like mm-hmm. don't ever be mean, just be nice people. Just yeah. be nice. It gets you very far anyway. in life. Anyway, I'll say that's going on in my business. Lots of lots of things are going on, but also feeling a little depleted this week. Yeah, trying <laughs> to like keep up the energy to keep rolling forward. Like forward momentum, get the forward momentum going again after you kind of got stopped in your tracks. Yeah. Yeah. So I know it's freaking hard. Have you ever had someone say something rude to you, like as a photographer? I was trying to think about that. I don't think so. And I was wondering. Oh, yeah, he's new. I, want, I, I have such a privileged life as a man, I think. Yeah. Because um, mm-hmm. I hear so many terrible, terrible things that happen to women, photo- like wedding photographers. Mm-hmm. Uh, or just like non-men wedding photographers, right? Like mm-hmm. getting touched at weddings and like mm. getting harassed at weddings and stuff like that mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and I, I wonder too if uh in a similar vein people are more willing to like belittle women service providers than they are men like truly i've never i, I can't think of a single time that a client has like said something mean to me i've gotten like mm-hmm. meh reviews in the past you know or whatever like yeah i've gotten like lukewarm interactions but that's really about it like nobody's ever been active actively mean to me granted Knock yeah. on wood, it's my first year full time in the industry. So like I worked for a lot yeah. of friends in the past too. And so maybe that helps. Oh but. yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I feel like I mean, I, I do feel like that is true because I've I've worked with a lot of businesses where they've hired men web, web website developers who had charged them like thirteen thousand dollars for websites Jeez. even work. Yeah. And you're just like, what the heck? Like, how are like the audacity? Right. Uh, I literally like I've had the craziest these stories from that like people who have just been like yeah so I had I worked with this guy he completely fell through on things and then charged me like eighteen thousand dollars or whatever it is so I I definitely gotten that but I also feel like this is gonna sound really bold but I do feel like gosh women we are so freaking mean to each other yeah we're so mean to each other and I've really under I've I haven't really understood the level of like cattiness until I started working in this business, in this industry. Interesting. And just the way that like a lot of businesses will tear other businesses down. And I know why it's because women feel like there's only a specific number of seats at the table Mm. and they feel intimidated by other people, other women in the industry, because they're like, no, 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 like I'm here, you know, and they feel like they're going to lose it if somebody else joins in. And that's where this like really big conversation of, um, the scarcity mindset Mm kind of came into play with women run businesses and it was more like, you know, you could have a scarcity mindset where there's only a limited amount of people getting married or there's only a limited, limited amount of businesses that need marketing help and just like white knuckle your business until, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But the kind of the antithesis of that is there's so many people who need your help. And it's like that whole idea of they can do it, but they can't do it like you. There's like right. so many differentiating factors that come with you being a business owner. Yeah. And so, um, but I do feel like women are very catty with each other. I mean, there was like a whole, oh my gosh, I have to tell like there was a whole drama of something that happened in um, the Bay Area with like Bay Area photographers. I don't know if you saw Madeline's no. story, uh-huh. our friend Madeline. 
and she wasn't involved, but she like knew, you know, of the photographers that were happening with, but I don't even remember exactly what it was, but it was like basically women just like tearing other, other women down. And you're just like, what a publicly, super publicly, like on their Instagram stories, like a photographer saying, Oh, like here's like the link for better help because you need some help. Like just like publicly. And I'm like, one, if I was a prospect, I would literally unfollow you in a second. Yeah, not like the cat does not look good. Like, what does this have to? What does this have to do with your business? What does this have to do with helping or serving your audience? Absolutely nothing. And two, it's like, oh my gosh, as a business owner, like to put your name on something like that or associate yourself with something like that. Not good. But it just, I mean, again, like I'll say, women are really can be really catty and really cruel. And I used to have a nonprofit for bullying. Number one type of bullying that we saw was within women. Mm. It was hard. I mean, I, I completely understand there's like this whole like patriarchy, you know, patriarchal system that is like working against women. I totally understand that. Right. But I definitely think that women are working against women too. Yeah. That's really interesting. It needs to change. Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Because I don't think men feel threatened. Right. That's what I was yeah, It totally say. does. I think that it ties yeah. back to like women feel threatened in, uh, not that I, I shouldn't say, I think that's why, because I've never been a woman in the business world or a woman at all, but it's okay. You can speak on it. I can imagine that when you don't feel safe in your industry or you don't feel safe, you don't feel secure because of all of these other things, you're just grasping onto any security that you can. And yeah, I could see right. like competition is a threat in business. And so you go for the most vulnerable, I guess. And you try to yeah. Do you, have you as a have you as a man like as a, a a business owner who happens to be a man have you felt really threatened by like another man being a photographer in your industry? No, uh, no. But I, I mean, I'm trying to think about why I haven't. But I think there's so few men in this industry. Like I'm, it's a very yeah, that's true. Well, that's true. It's a very women heavy field, and yeah. So I mean, I do know, and I've worked with men. It's never been tense at all. But I think, again, it's just like there's so few men who are wedding photographers in the world. There's a lot of men who are photographers, but... But not wedding photographers. Yeah. And if I if I am annoyed... <laughs> I, I was annoyed with the videographer at a wedding that I recently assisted at. It was not one of my weddings, but uh, this guy just was like kind of obnoxious. But I think I was annoyed with him because he was obnoxious, not because he was a dude. Not because you were threatened by it or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah, but I wasn't threatened by it. I, I was just like, he was kind of making it all about him and making a lot of really loud jokes. And I'm like, calm down. Like, okay, bye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> calm down. Um, but yeah, no, I think that women just feel really intimidated by other women. Hmm. And it's Makes like sense. really interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting to see. A rising tide lifts all boats. Community over competition. That's what I've never heard that before. Yeah, a rising tide lifts all boats. I remember that. I love that. A rising tide lifts all boats. I really like that. I know I do feel like there are a couple agencies that I I feel competitive with, but not in like a um, not not in like a I'm threatened by them, but in a in a way that's healthy, in a way that's like oh they're doing this. Okay, I gotta step up my game. Right, you know, I gotta work harder. Not in like a not yeah, like they're helping me work harder in a way. Not in like a, they look similar to me, so I'm gonna send them a cease and desist. Yeah. One day we'll get there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, not that. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. Well, we're 32 minutes into this recording, and we should talk about the t- topic that we came here to talk about. Okay. So, like I said, I've been student teaching, or not student teaching. I've been substitute teaching, and I talked about real estate photography 
And I've been doing all this other stuff in the last month that is not what I want to be my main thing, which is wedding photography, right? Like I've had weddings, I've been shooting weddings. I've just been like the back end of uh, like editing and getting new clients and like keeping up communication with the clients that I do have has been kind of suffering a little bit in the last few weeks. So that's gotten me thinking about like, what does the next year look like? Right. It's, I don't like, Mm -hmm. um, it's been like, I felt really scattered and I have felt really unsatisfied Mm -hmm. because I'm not doing the thing that I'm like, feel like I came here to do, which is Mm -hmm. wedding photography. And so I feel like I'm kind of being pulled apart in that way. And so you and I were talking about the other day, like different lines of revenue, like different areas that we can branch into. So um, I, uh, I want to be thinking about that for the future. And I'm also in this place where I'm trying to balance, like, what can I be doing in the future? Like selling presets or selling courses or, um, you know, these other uh, side ventures within this, within wedding photography specifically. Um, But first, I think I don't think I've gotten wedding photography to the point where it's just on autopilot enough. And I can Mm -hmm. just like really put my full mind into other projects yet. So that's I think uh, the place that I'm in right now is future planning. I'm like still just kind of visualizing um, and brainstorming what I can be doing so that I'm slowly like positioning myself to get there. Like if I if I'm going to sell presets six months from now then I want to start developing my presets now as I'm editing all of these weddings and all that kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm going to be doing courses, I want to like be taking courses um, and seeing how other right. people do this and all that kind of stuff. So statement number one is I'm not doing this right now. I don't think um, because I need to mm-hmm. like really, really make sure my wedding photography is like solid and doesn't need any extra energy, mm-hmm. which I think by next year I can be doing that. Uh, and so if that's statement one, number one, question number one is what can I be thinking about now to uh, be ready to like diversify all my revenue in the future? Mm-hmm. So the first thing that I would say is um, I, I saw this, I follow a business coach called work well with Kate. I think she's awesome. Mm-hmm. And she said, the reason why um, like Southwest airlines is the most success, one of the most successful um, business models is because they have one type of plane. They have one type of plane and they, and so every, so they don't get any like delays or anything because their fi- their pilots know how to all fly the same type of plane. Interesting. You don't have to f- find a pilot or whatever. They don't have first class and they just like have the same thing consistently yeah. forever. And so it's important to focus on the main service you're providing because you want to make sure that you're fi- you're finding a way to keep it consistent and to keep it a g- good quality f- for as long as you want to be a photographer for. Like that's all really important is to find that foundational service that you can just keep pumping out right. to make you, you know, consistent. Now, I th- also think like we were talking about last week, it's important for us to consider that Photographers obviously have, especially in the Midwest, have a wedding season that does not go past November or maybe December and whenever it starts snowing and it will, you know, last until the spring, that kind of like dull season. So it is kind of like, what can I be focusing on? Mm -hmm. So, but I do, so I, while I think it's really important to like, kind of think about like, okay, how can I, you know, this wedding season's over. Let me reflect. What can I have done better? What systems can I automate right now to make it easier for me next year? And, and how can I stay consistent in, in a way that 
is good for my business and makes people easy to find me and um and just kind of walks through the process any any like you know, bad things that happened or lessons I learned, how can I just completely erase those and make them, you know, into a better business model? Right. That's the first thing. Yeah. And I think that like, by you saying like taking courses, all this stuff, like that's great. Like that's a separate thing completely. Now, I think it's also important to think about where you want to go as a photographer. Like in the, t- in 10 years, mm-hmm. where do you want to go? Where do you want to be? Do you want to be educating people? Like, who do you want to be like? Do you want to be educating people? Do you want to be doing big brands? Do you want to be, um, you know, to ha- like hosting a workshop? Do you want to be selling presets? Like, what do you want to be doing that's going to make you happy and feel fulfilled? Because you're not going to, you cannot do, especially if you're thinking about having a family. and like You just cannot do weddings right. for the rest right. of your life. Yeah. That's like weekends yeah, exactly. forever. Yeah. So, so what, for Colby Campbell Photography, what is something that you want to do in 10 years? Like something, a dream that you've had for 10 years. I know it, but our, our, our uh, listeners don't. Right. Yeah. So it's, uh, I'm going to try to give you a fresh answer though. So I'm in life in 10 years. I really want to mm-hmm. have kids, have mm-hmm. a nice house, mm-hmm. be driving a Rivian <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, car um, and have like, it's so hard because I think I'm really split between like, I don't really care what my business model is as long as it's like fulfilling and I'm making the right amount of money for the right amount of work. Um, Mm -hmm. And so right now that's wedding photography, right? I get the right amount of money for the right amount of work with weddings. Um, Mm -hmm. But I also, like you said, have a lot of flexibility because we don't have kids. We don't have so many of the other life obligations Um, and it's easy Mm -hmm. to do that right now. So I think in 10 years, Um, I would love to, one, I want to stay connected with wedding photography. So I don't think I'll ever want to give up doing at least some, I think I will have probably moved on in 10 years from weddings being my main thing, Mm -hmm. but I could see myself staying in the wedding photography space as like a, yeah, I think think like an educator is the right word for it. I want to help people grow as photographers and do what I did and like, find fulfillment in their business um, and be really good at it. And like, I like I care about the mm-hmm. quality of wedding photography as an industry um, and I don't want to mm-hmm. see it go downhill. And so I think being able to pour back into that will be really good. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that looks like workshops. I think that looks like classes, um, mm-hmm. some kind of like whether whatever content that looks like, you know, there's people who do YouTube videos, there's people who do uh, like they host online communities for subscription fees mm-hmm that kind of stuff. So. Yeah. yeah. And I do think it's important to, to answer the question with what you answered it with first, like, what do you want to be doing in 10 years? Uh, because like you, what, basically what I heard is that you want to have um, some time to have a family mm-hmm. and to spend time with them. You want security mm-hmm. and you also want to indulge in like, you want to have enough money where you can buy yourself things that you want, right? Like you want like a Rivian. Yeah. That's what I heard. Yeah. And so, it's kind of thinking like, how can I, knowing that that's my goal in 10 years, what are some things that I can do right now to, to make that, to make that happen in 10 years? Like what's the first step of that? I will say too, and this is really important too. It's important to attach any goal, whether that's financial or, or security or whatever it is with, with a goal that you have for an audience too, because 
you know, I always say people, like, you have to be more than the product or service you're selling. Mm-hmm. Like, that, sh- that can be a personal goal for you. Like, your goal as, you know, as Colby can be to offer your family those things. But your goal as a business should be to educate other photographers like you said to um you know to pour back into the community because you don't want it to go downhill to like that's where the passion is and that's what needs to be at the foundation of the business goals that you have and so um and that's going to really drive the goals that you have coming up in the next couple of years that's going to really drive those that foundation yeah. so knowing all of that um Two, I do think it's important to start diversifying your income in some way mm-hmm. um, to offer you those things, right? Because, you know, if another pandemic <laughs> happens, weddings can go away and sure. you can't offer, you know, you won't be able to offer that. You won't be able to have that um, stability or that security that you, you're craving. Yeah. And so think, trying to think about too, what are some easy ways that I can give, that I can get money uh, with information that I already know, already have. So mm-hmm. presets, like you already have those presets. Right. So selling them, even in, people always say you don't have to get it perfect, you just have to get it going. True, yeah. And so, perfect so my dad always says that. Done. Yeah, for real. Yeah. Yeah, he always says you don't have to get it perfect, you just have to get it going. And mm-hmm. so even putting out a preset pack and learning from the buy behavior, learning from what ones are used the most, learning from what kind of photographers are buying them, like all that stuff could put you in a, in a successful, successful position in 10 years. Cause you're going to, you, you took the leap to put yourself out there yeah. and put a product out there and then you can just learn from it. Yeah. This podcast, I think is a perfect example where uh, we're putting this together. Um, at least for me, where um, I'm not doing this because I think I'm a expert in the wedding industry or in starting a business. That's your role on this podcast. Uh, but I get to, um, one, I get to be a part of it and get all this great business advice from you. But for me, it's also about like just trying it and yeah. putting it out there. Yeah. Just going for it. It's like, I mean, I, I think I referenced this a couple episodes back, but like the founder of Spanx, her dad used to, he used to ask at the dinner table the night when she was going, she was growing up. He used to ask, what did you fail at today? Like, tell me three things you failed at. And that really empowered her to like want to take chances and to want to go out and do something because her dad would always ask her, what are the three things you failed at today? Mm-hmm. And what could that kind of, what she learned from that is to like keep going and to keep taking risks and to take, keep going for it and learn as you go. Yeah. I mean, there's so many business models where I was like, yeah, so I just like learned as I went. And that's why I always say like business plans are overrated. Do I think it's important to sit down and think about the financial viability, which is uh, coming up a couple of episodes, <laughs> the financial viability of your business and what's going to make you money? Absolutely. But when it comes to like your business model, it's just going to change so much as you right. go yeah. that like, it, don't be waiting on a business model to get started. Like I have been doing weddings for a very long time. Uh, yeah. just not full time. So I, I guess maybe I didn't give myself enough credit there, but like, I guess that is what I did at the start. I was doing weddings and not a hundred percent sure what I was doing with them. Yeah. And then now, and you just learned as you're going. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like the best thing to do as a small business is just like kind of learn as you go and put yourself out there in a way that feels authentic to you and it will, a way that feels good and trust your instincts. Like they're there for a reason and just to go for it, just, just try, even if it's just a little bit, I mean, putting presets out there or, or just putting that you do consulting on your website. Mm-hmm. It's like putting it out there yeah. and thinking about what can I offer a, a photographer that's just starting? Like m- maybe like 10 things I can offer them right now. I know how to do this and I know how to do this. I learned this. I learned that. And I learned that those are some things I can tell people right now. Yeah. 
I think I need to you know? take a little retreat with myself and like think about the identity of my business a little bit more. Uh, mm-hmm. Because right now the identity is fully just like I'm a wedding photographer, which is great. There's just not like a ton of depth to that. Like I, I think I want mm-hmm. to be a wedding photographer and everything that we're talking about, like growing deeper into the wedding industry that way, as opposed to I'm a wedding photographer and a family photographer or whatever. And so I think I need to be a little bit more solid on my business, like the values of my business and then let those goals fall into place. So because I'm in branding, I feel like I see this very clearly where other people don't see things clearly in terms of like what the foundation of their business is. Cause I, I feel pretty confident that the foundation of your business is like pretty um, clear. And I feel like that the clarity is you push people to be everything they want to be. Like you help people become who they are and show the world who exactly who they are. And you do that through telling stories with your photography. You do that by advocating for LGBTQ couples. You do that by encouraging other people to become photographers. You do that by even like when we posted the um, podcast, you were like, oh, like you should be on the podcast next. Like, come on, like you should tell your story or whatever it is. Like the foundation of your, of you, of who you are in your business is pushing people to become who they've been meant to be or helping people, like giving people the, the spotlight to do that. Oh shit. You're so right. Yeah. And you've done that like your whole life with like almost every single career you've like been doing. Yeah. And so it's more like maybe noticing like what are some, what are some, what are some consistencies that have been throughout my entire life? And like, even with you being in education, like that's what you're doing for kids, Mm -hmm. you know, like, but you do that all the time, even with like soul city and stuff. When we were working with soul city, it was like, you love taking those stories that we were doing because you're like, I just want people to, I want I, I want people to be seen for who exactly who they are. Yeah. And I want people to like just go for it. Right. And that's who, that's what I want. And so if you want to be a like really quirky, adventurous, fun photographer, I want to give you the resources to help you get there. If you are a, you know, biracial LGBTQ couple and you don't have support, I want to show all who you are. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that's the foundation of your business and that's what you need to be like thinking about when in terms of when you are going forward with other business ideas in terms of like uh, like other offerings that's brilliant i love that because you even do that for branding right like i felt like we did a brand shoot with colby and i felt that way when we were doing a brand shoot with you you were like all right guys like dance around and like yeah become who you guys are and like show me like a really badass picture of, like there's like you know be this be this be this because that's who you guys are right and i want to showcase that and i want to show that yeah and so i think that you just do that already it's just maybe like naming it that's really interesting this is this is great and like i feel like i'm so <laughs> close to it there's so many things i'm trying to do and that i want to do that it's so hard to like zoom out and so maybe the the lesson here is to like Talk to people who know you and ask <laughs> yeah, them what you do yeah, talk to or what you do well. Uh, right. Yeah. Wow. This is really fascinating. Right. Because it's just so, I think it's just so, so clear of, you know, for people who, like I said, for people who know who you are, like what exactly like you're passionate about. Yeah. And, and so putting that into your business and yeah, ask your friends, ask your family, yeah. ask, you know, when you think about who I am and all the values that I have across everything, right? Across friendships, across relationships, across business, across my career, anything, what has been a consistent thing that you've seen? Mm-hmm. This reminds me of a, um, 
uh, little exercise that I did at the uh, workshop that I attended in Hawaii almost a year ago, mm-hmm. um, oh where I know it's been almost a year since that dilemma of me trying to decide if I was going to Hawaii or not. I was like, just go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was a great call. But um, they had us uh, pull up like our Instagram feeds and then hand our phone to like somebody else on the workshop and uh, give them like 30 seconds just to scroll through the feed really quick and then tell the other person like you traded phones with somebody and then told that person what you think they're good at. Mm. And it was at the same time, like it was really affirming one because I was like, oh, it feels good for somebody to tell me what I'm good at. But two, Mm -hmm. they like immediately identified like two things that I try really hard to do. And the third thing that I didn't even realize I was doing well. And now I see it in my feed. And when I compare my work to other people, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is missing the one thing that I really love that I do. Or like when I like see a photo that I took on a, on a session as I'm editing, I'm like, oh my gosh, this has that one thing that I really love. Um, so anyway, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. that to say, talk to yeah. people who know you and who have seen your stuff and ask them yeah. what they what consider to be. Yeah. What, what, what do you, or what do you think my business model is? Yeah, I think might care about my my foundation of my company, like the foundation of who I who, you know, I am. Like, what do you think it is? What do you see in this? Honestly, I think it's a really interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a really interesting question to like ask yourself, but also have the other people ask you. It's like that trend that's going on TikTok right now. It's like ask my partner, like what what you know what I would be if I was a season. What would I be if I was a um, it's like, you know, if I was a food or whatever it is, and then you'd like have to like guess, like based off your answer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just almost like that with the business. It's like, what, am, what, what am I, you know, what are my, who am I and what am I putting out there? Because also too, there might be a disconnect sometimes, like what you put out there might not be what people are picking up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, that's true. I could be trying really hard at something that nobody is even noticing. And that's good feedback yeah. too, to be like, oh, well, maybe yeah. nobody really notices and I don't have to try so hard at that one thing or I need to try way harder at it. Yeah. It's really interesting too, because also ask people who like, I feel like genuinely really like pay attention to, because sometimes when you ask like maybe someone like who doesn't understand the world of that, that mm-hmm. the industry you're in, like maybe your parents, mm-hmm. like my parents yeah. genuinely have no idea what I do. <laughs> I mean, they, they kind of do, but like, like they're like, I think she's in social media. I don't know. As long as they don't care. It's just like, they just don't, they just don't understand, you know, yeah. they don't, they don't understand what I, exactly what I'm doing. And so ask people within your industry too. Like what, what am I putting out there? What do you I think get especially from? ask people in your industry, people who know. Yeah. Have the vocabulary to give you good feedback. Yeah. But I think it's also interesting to ask like other people. Uh, yeah. Let's make that an assignment for ourselves. Yeah. Before our next episode. Oh, that's a Let's each oh, ask yeah, that's cool. oh my gosh, no, I'm somebody scared. in our industry and a second person outside of our industry to... Um, that's not our partner. That's not our that's partner. Not, our not a family spouse. member. Yeah. A direct family member. Maybe like not an family immediate member. family yeah. member. Um, yeah, maybe like a friend. What's the question? How are we going to phrase it? Um, I think the question is, what is... Uh, what do you think the, the values and foundation of my business are? Like, what do you think my mission is as a business? What, I think it's easier. What do you think my mission is as a business? I like like that. in your words, what do you think my mission is? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that I can answer <laughs> that for myself. Right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but this is good. Like it's given me a lot to think about. Like, this is what I want now. I want, a, I don't have a mission statement as a business. I feel like you probably told me to have one at one point, but 
Um, I have mm-hmm. values. I spent a lot of time on my website. I spent a lot of time thinking about um, the values of like my Like your business. brand pillars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm pulling up my own website here because I don't think I can tell them off the top of my head. I think it's on your about page. Yeah. So these are, I mean, so it's connection, authenticity, emotion, adventure, and advocacy. And I feel like, mm-hmm. one, those are true. Two, I feel like I kind of came up with them in like a kind of markety way where I'm like, these feel sellable, but maybe they're not 100% like the most important things to me. Yeah, I feel like authenticity. I'm like, what is what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, are you going to show up and be inauthentic? Right. But I think what I'm I think what I wanted out of it, what I was trying to do was I love when people are authentic in their pictures, which is what like you you put it perfectly as far as like I want people to be seen in their fullest way. I want people mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. to feel represented authentically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not like uh, I always I in as part of my like spiel when I start an engagement session, I'm like I'm. I'm not going to tell you exactly what to do, right? Because I don't want you to look like I think you should look like. I want you to look like you. And so mm. all of my prompts and like directions are sort of open-ended and sort of like activity-based so that it, it, it draws out more authentic moments because then it's not like, I think you should put your hand on the back of her head instead or whatever. You know? Yeah, um, right, right. Because then people, are, they're like, I've never done this. <laughs> yeah, they're like, this feels awkward. And it, therefore it looks awkward because they're uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. I think like communicating that in a in I mean I'm sure you do on your website. I have not looked at your values in a while. Yeah. But um putting that on your website or communicating that, even even if you do it to your couples, like what's gonna what they're gonna take out of that, they're gonna be like, guys, Colby is the best. He literally made me feel so valued and he made me feel like we can be our complete authentic selves, even if we're like just super shy, awkward people. Right. He made me feel like that was okay. And that is gonna that foundation is gonna like go to the next person they refer you to you know yeah, it's gonna keep going right so it might not be some something that people um recognize or know right away but um but over time maybe through working with you they'll they'll get it okay so i came here looking for things like brainstorming to develop my business right like okay I think what I li- I think the I think I wanted something very literal as a takeaway and it's i am very fine not having gotten this but i think because I don't think it's what I should have been looking for, right? I was I was thinking like I want a list of presets, a photography wedding photography one hundred one course, and something else that are things I can be brainstorming about for the next six months. Yeah. Um, but I think what I got instead, which I actually think is more important, is I think I need to sit back and like with a whiteboard or something, kind of brainstorm what is the more complex vision of my business and mission. Hmm. Yeah, your mission and and how can I how can I because that's the thing I think a lot of business owners don't understand or don't get right away. It, it shouldn't be how can I make more money. It should be how can I help my target audience more. True. Yeah. Or different. Yeah. How can I help right. them in a different way? Yeah. Yeah. How can I help yeah. them additionally? And so I'm thinking additionally, yeah. And so I'm thinking too. I mean, from from a more business perspective, like a takeaway you can you can take away from this is. The most important business model focuses on LTV, which is lifetime value of a customer. Mm-hmm. And if your lifetime value of a customer ends at wedding, mm-hmm. it, you already have how many weddings do you do this year? Thirty something. Uh, around twenty. Twenty something. Around twenty. 
You have 20 couples this year alone who already trust you, who mm-hmm. already love your work, a lot of stuff, and that you can be, but you can be helping more. You could be serving more. So what is what does that look like? That's a good that's a good question because I feel like everything we've been talking about is more for photographers. But I could mm-hmm. I could continue to get like add value for my customers and my couples. It doesn't have to be money out of them. It could be like how can I continue to have a relationship with them so that they refer me so that they yeah. you know if they have a a, a brand that they're starting in the future after they're married or whatever it is that they want me to do their content photos. Mm -hmm. How can I, you know, how can I continue to foster the relationships I already have with my clients Mm -hmm. so that I'm not, you know, convincing a hundred more people to trust me. I'm just fostering the relationship. I already have a 20. I need to like send Christmas cards. (laughs) I need to send Christmas cards and anniversary cards. My photographer, my photographer sent us a, um, a Christmas ornament with our picture on it. The first year we got married. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah like things like that. that or and like our, our photographers too like always will like comment on things that we are posting or you know mm-hmm. whatever it is and so yeah it's like and and i do think like whenever they they post like a i mean they're like a lot like <laughs> we were talking about before my picture's very airy and bright and that's just like not my vibe now sure. that was my yeah. vibe in 2017 yeah but if i was like that i would totally hire them to do photos for me for branding mm-hmm. um but yeah it's like it's more and as you the listener you already have probably a list of clients that love you how can you be fostering a relationship to continue to work with them or can continue to have them bring you more clients that also will love you true amazing anyway uh, i hope that answers the question colby asked me like to jump on the call um to talk about this and i was like let's just record it (laughs) yeah this was not so that's kind of what this is. This was a very <laughs> organic episode, which I'm very into, and I kind of prefer it over trying to. I know. I am. I'm like curious as to what people think. Guys, make sure you like tell us what you think, and also leave us a review. Please, you please can review totally us. Do that. Yeah. I, please oh, I review us. I Let me gonna, know. I was going to read this DM to you that I literally got like seconds before I hit record. Uh, from oh yeah, please from my friend Elliot Tenson. Uh, one of oh the he just only followed other... me. Did he really good? Yeah, I uh, yeah. just listened to the podcast. He um, okay. lives in Cedar Falls, which is where I went to college. I did, I've done video at a wedding that he was doing photography at. Um, just like a freaking stand-up guy. Um, he goes, uh, hey, just finished up episode one. Great work. I felt encouraged. I didn't realize I needed this. Turns out I did. Uh, looking forward to episode two. Woo-woo. So thanks, Elliot. Oh, my gosh. I know. People wow. are so nice. I feel like but all of like your friends were so encouraging. Yeah, yeah please. All my friends were public, super a public review. Yeah, they really were. I was like, wow, this is so nice. Yeah, the other comment that I got from a couple of people um, was that it feels like like sitting down with friends or like having friends yeah. sitting in your home office with you, which is like super important. And that's actually, I love that compliment because I think that's what we wanted this to be. Um, we want this yeah, to we be did. like, uh, you're not alone. Business therapy. In this. Yeah. Yeah, you've got other people who are going through it too. And uh, it's hard to remember to go out and talk to people sometimes for me anyway. <laughs> to get out of your, like, your own like cave of an office and just be like, <laughs> correct. I can, outside. I can be in my house literally forever. So I know I have to like, like force myself to like go to target sometimes just yeah, to like get out of the real. house. It's real. Yeah. It's like so real. So at least you have us to listen to. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. Um, Thanks for coming okay, to well, It's been Yeah, great. we will. 
How hard could it be? It's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. How hard could it be? And goodbye. Let's go start a business. <laughs> you do it. All right, I'm going to do it. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>